This is the CFL Fitcast, and I'm your host, B-Bird. And I'm B-Bougie. And we're here to bring fitness to you in a whole new way. Stay tuned. All right. So, uh, episode one. <laughs> episode one, CFL Fitcast. Here we are. <laughs> it's our uh, it's our pilot episode, so bear with us um, as we figure this new venture out. And as you stay with us, you know, with any TV show or podcast, you've got to get through the pilot, and then it just gets better from there. <laughs> yeah, so stick with us. Um, give us a chance um, and let us know what we can do better at. I mean, most of us, I would imagine, are podcast masters at this point. It's kind of how I get through my days. Um, but, you know, we definitely want to hear from everybody, just like we do on the normal CFL page. So, you know, be look at, be on the lookout for us. Yes. Um, but today we wanted to kind of start this out with how fitness has changed um, with this this COVID world that we all live in now. Most of us have sheltered at home or have restrictions again. Our new um, normal in exactly. the fitness industry. The new normal. So we wanted to talk a little bit about that, um, how things have changed, how the fitness industry has evolved and what you know, there's been some studies already that people have done um, to see just how if this is really benefiting people or are we regressing? Um, it's pretty interesting to see the numbers. Yeah, I'm really interested to hear them because I know you were sharing a little bit beforehand, but I was also um, reading through some stuff. And so I kind of missed those numbers, but they sounded so interesting. And <laughs> I'm really yeah. anxious to hear them again. So what's what's really crazy, um, mind body business and kind of giving them the attribution here, obviously, since I'm using their their uh, material. Um, but they did a couple of different studies uh, and they wanted to see the impact on mental wellness. Right. So exercise is huge when it comes to staying healthy mentally. I think we all can kind of agree on that one. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's my it's my only go to my only outlet that I have, you know. Yeah, I mean, for us, we spend a majority of our lives, it seems like, at work. So it's like <laughs> our, our work is very stressful. Um, and I'm sure many of you out there are in that same boat. Um, so sometimes just that 30 minutes or hour of workout is yeah. what you need to kind of detach from reality. Yeah, and especially detach from our phones and our electronics because I feel like when we are working out, we're not so focused on that. And it just kind of gives you that break that you need, that visual and mental break. Yeah, exactly. So they were looking at the impact on mental wellness since COVID really became a thing, right? So right now, uh, their overall was 46% of the people that they had um, interviewed said that mental wellness is worse now than ever before with COVID. So like, that's a pretty high number, 49% of yeah. the people. I, that's like, that's kind of shocking, actually. I mean, because this isn't going anywhere and are the numbers going to continue to rise? I mean, that's almost half of our population that's suffering right now, you know? Well, in, in their survey, uh, they said that they served, surveyed over 700 app users. And, and that's kind of where they got that number. That's 49% of 700 is a good amount of people that feel like their mental wellness is not on track. Hmm. Um, and what but, is it attributed to? Is it lack of working out or? Um, you know, 
it they were talking mainly at you know um their fitness side of life right so how being not being able to go to the gym or maintain that same routine that they've had how that's affected their mental being because you know like we just said a lot of people use this as an outlet right to to feel mm-hmm. better throughout the day so when you can't release that um where does that stress go you know it goes to your job it goes to your family um you know maybe bad habits like drinking too much or eating too much or whatever the case may be so that has to go somewhere even in my own office we had this conversation the other day and we were talking about the pre i think everybody talks about pre-covid and then where they are now and everybody was like i'm in the worst shape of my life i've gained 10 pounds i'm eating poorly i don't feel good about myself and then you know as it's going around the room I, I, of course, was like, well, I'm in the best shape of my life. And everybody's like, oh, boo, go away, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's because we didn't allow um, we didn't allow the obstacles or the restrictions to get in the way of what we were trying to achieve, which was our health. Exactly. And, and that's, you know, it's a conscious decision for every person. So every single one of you that listen to this, like you make that different choice every day. Like there's some days I don't want to get up and work out either. So it's like, I have to make that conscious decision every time, but they did find out they went on kind of with the study. Um, they found out that sheltering at home people tended to work out more. So interesting, right? Like yeah. we've always had that opportunity to do it, <laughs> but it but, wasn't until we were locked down. <laughs> Yeah, it was actually something we had to do. We didn't have any other option, but it turned out to be a positive thing, um, which is interesting to see. You know, people didn't see that as a restriction. They kind of saw it as, a okay, this is my one way I can release while I'm stuck at home. And it turned out to be, you know, a positive new normal as they, you know, put out all the time. You know, you (laughs) see that um, in the military life on deployment when you're kind of locked down and you can't really go anywhere, you can't spend time with your family, people turn to working out prisons. (laughs) (laughs) People turn to working out. But, you know, why is it that we needed this pandemic to lock us to, for us to see like, Hey, I, I can work out at home. That's so strange that we needed that slowdown or that reason. Well, it's interesting you mentioned us in the military, right? So I think some of the best shape that I've ever been in was when I was out to sea or I was in Afghanistan or whatever. And it's weird to think that way, but you you cut out the other distractions. And Mm -hmm. so when we're stuck in our houses and we're like, well, I guess I'll do this hour long workout with whoever online, you're cutting out the other distractions of being able to go and do other things, which, you know, it can be good and bad at the same time. But it kind of forces you to to make it a priority in your day because you don't have anything else taking up that time. So I don't know if I understood those two numbers because you said that mental health is is increasing by 49%. And then um, it said also people are working out more at home. So I don't understand where the, you know, if, if that is our outlet, then why is there still such a rise mental health wise? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that's still something that, you know, we can look for more studies on. Um, I think when this initial study went out, it was still fairly early in the pandemic. So it'd be interesting to see some more recent studies that might 
you know, show if that trend has gone up some more or if it's declined. You know, um, one, of, um, one of the things that I thought about was the increase in electronics, because I mentioned before, when you work out, you kind of get that break away from it. Um, but there was a study in um, 2018 that actually says that, um, you know, social networking and all of this stuff can can be a strain on your mental health. And um, it says, um, what problems can this cause? Isolation. Isolation leads to people struggling with normal social interactions. And um, that's why you see a lot of maybe teenagers not really interacting like we used to, you know. Yeah. But maybe that could be one of the reasons, you know. I'm no scientist. No. <laughs> <laughs> Very possible. Um, it, I mean, yeah, that the, the ease of electronic use now with school and those types of things is also now just kind of that extra distraction at home. So you're locked at home, but you we tend to purchase more of that stuff now because mm -hmm. we have to be at home. So we have to keep ourselves busy. So I don't know. I, there's a lot of different factors, I think. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, being locked at home with your family is not something most people do. So for a lot of people, going to work is kind of that release to kind of yeah. get away from the household for a little bit. So maybe that extra stress of being stuck at home more aids to that you know all of it kind of goes hand in hand i guess well i will admit when we first when when around um i guess it was march huh when it kind of first started going you know we, we really didn't know what was happening it kind of was just this huge shocker that we were all locked down and i gained weight i mean i would eat extra because i'm at the house and um for whatever reason i thought i couldn't go outside <laughs> i was like kind of like peering through my curtains like oh is there is there something out there that's gonna get me um and then it took me a minute to rewire my brain and say okay no i can still go outside i can still run and walk and just keep my distance you know and then when we started this in july that was my turning point was um, being able to work out online. And that's when I really saw a difference. Yeah, I think so too. Like I had just, you know, transferred to a new command It like the height of everything in March. And so I was just like trying to do stuff at home with the minimal equipment that I had. And then, I mean, I've always been decent at motivating myself, but I think that when I, you know, decided to join this with you and we started to do this in July, like it kind of gave me an accountability uh, piece that I was missing. Mm -hmm. um, it was easy for me to just tell myself, yeah, I, I worked out today or yeah, I'll take today off. But, um, you know, now I have to get up Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and there's days when I still struggle or I'm having power issues or whatever. <laughs> um, we both have those days. But having the accountability of not just you on there, but like everyone else that goes on there all the time and and has supported us since day one, like they expect something there too. So it's like we all kind of hold each other accountable in a roundabout way. I love that. And we're all across the nation too, you know, so that that's one of the cool things that did come of everything, uh, being able to work out online and pair up with people that are across, you're on the West Coast. I'm... Um, in the South, you know, and, yeah. and it's just neat to be able to pair with everybody coast to coast and share fitness. Exactly. And like, I mean, time limitations, you know, in the morning are tough, I'm sure for some people, but like 
the great thing is, is they stay on there and you can go back and do them multiple times or whenever you want. And that's pretty neat. Um, you know, I wanted to throw in here, they, in their study, I guess in 2019, 7% of consumers used live streamed workouts. And then just during COVID starting in March, it increased over 80% of the people using live stream workouts, like 7% to 80%. That's, That's just crazy. crazy. Yeah. Everybody was looking for that outlet that they were missing, you know, and I feel like um, now that we have been working out at home so much, uh, even when we were able to go back to the gyms, I just like I was telling you before, the act of getting dressed and getting in my car and driving to the gym is just it's too much when I know I can get a great workout at home. You yeah, know? It's the ease and you can do it anywhere. If you're traveling, you know, you can do it in a hotel room. You can still follow this stuff. You don't need to have a gym nearby. And I mean, that could spell trouble for a lot of gyms out there. Like who knows, you know, if a lot of gyms will be able to survive with people finding this new routine. And it's interesting. They said in April, uh, 80, it peaked at about 85% of the consumers reported uh, live streaming on a weekly basis and yoga and high intensity interval training or hit training to bada boot camp boot camp training were the most popular so basically everything I, mean, I would say minus yoga but like yeah, we, everything we, we do is what people were looking for huh. um, so it's interesting like you know the the old way of working out we were talking about this before going into the gym and chest and tries day and back and buys day. Like those days are so like not they're numbered now. It almost seems like people right. want a full body workout that they feel like they do everything all the time. And, you know, with the workouts that we do, so we mm -hmm. use a lot of the Navy's um, NOFs um, exercises in the workouts, but it's, funny the the difference in my body that I see um when I'm weightlifting and then the what we've been doing with body weight is just completely different um tone um I have different definitions in muscles that I've never really had before and I don't know like I told you if I was maybe doing it wrong <laughs> lifting wrong or not lifting the correct weight but body weight has transformed my body in ways that I couldn't even imagine it doing. Yeah, and it's funny you say that. Um, going back to some more of the study, I, I just loved all the stuff that they found out. So they said that 43% of the people expected to go back to their previous routines um, when things opened up. So I would imagine go back to the same gym they were going to. But they said they wanted to add in pre-recorded videos and continue with their live streaming stuff on top of them going back to their previous routine. So they were getting something, people are getting something from an online outlet that they weren't getting from a gym setting. And I like for me personally, my opinion, I think is having that, that training aspect to it. Like people pay hundreds of dollars for a trainer at a gym. Right. And you have, you have that one-on-one. -on -one. Exactly. And so you really have that, and you have the, you know, a lot of people don't like to work out at gyms because maybe they're, you know, bashful or they're shy and they're not sure, you know, they don't want to look a certain way in front of people. And so that takes that completely out of the equation when you're watching someone else do it live. And, you know, if you mess up, no one's going to care. 
Right. No, and it, some of the workouts that we do, I'll t- you know, I always say like uh, when you're like doing a frog frog pulse and you're I'm like, you just look crazy, but who cares? You're inside your house, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's targeting those areas that you're like maybe too embarrassed, like you said, bashful about being in the gym and then just being able to really get that and not have anybody looking at you or. <laughs> yeah. And I mean. I'm going to ask you what you think, but, um, out of all the age ranges, what do you think the biggest target age range was for live stream workouts during this COVID thing? Hmm. I am going to just speak from my life and my experience, but I'm going to say in the thirties. So 83% from 45 to 65, that was the top group utilizing online fitness outlets. Really? It was 83%. And then 18 to 24 was actually the least at 53%. Huh. But it's interesting that, you know, 45 to 65, that's a pretty, it's a good leap in, um, you know, your body's ability from 45 to 65 and your body's ability to, to recover, to, to build. Um, so it's very interesting that, uh, that was like the go-to target market at that time, um, was, you know, 83% of an older generation of people. Well, I think that 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 generation or that age group was more susceptible, more at risk, you know, um, of of catching and um, being really, really sick, catching COVID and being really sick. And that makes sense um, because they went on later in the, in the study and, you know, we can always throw a link on there if you guys want to go check it out. It's pretty interesting. Um, But 92% of gym customers, they said we're, we're worried about gym cleanliness. So I think that's where that 83% really comes in is when you're that target um, age range for something like COVID, COVID mm-hmm. where, you know, the health issues are elevated, you know, worrying about whether or not a gym is properly cleaning their equipment is going to be an obvious concern. Um, so it's, it's interesting that, uh, you know, they turn to on online means when you would think the younger generation would already be on top of something like that, but it was the opposite. That's interesting. And I think also like going back to the cleanliness, it's, it's almost impossible to sanitize and clean because when you, the act of working out, you're breathing heavy, you're sweating. There's so many things going on there that it's almost impossible to contain that. Um, in an indoor environment. Yeah. So I did, I did, as we were looking at, um, um, look at what, what trends do we think that are going to continue, um, after lockdown and, and working out outside was one of them, one of the trends. That's interesting. I know. So over here in Washington, we just recently kind of started to pull back into like a more of a shutdown phase. And gyms were obviously one of those that had to go. Um, but some of the the gyms in the area, functional fitness type stuff, mm-hmm. um, started looking at outdoor classes because those were still falling under the guidelines. So they were able to stay open still and offer a service to people that still fell in line with whatever you know the state government was putting out. But they're able to do it outside. And yes, it rains a lot here <laughs> if anyone's <laughs> not been to Washington. Um, but what's really neat is, you know, I follow a lot of them on, um, you know, my professional Instagram page and stuff and they're out there in the rain 
regardless like these people want to still get outside they want to continue that fitness trend it makes them feel good and a little bit of drizzle is not going to stop you know them from going outside and i i think that's pretty cool that that's still you know something they found to kind of work around and isn't it funny because we've taught we've had this conversation before because we try not to go into functional fitness and and say the uh he who must not be named um topic of crossfit but isn't it funny that those are still these types of classes are still thriving and the old days of like we were talking about laying on a bench and um just you know doing chest press or these you know treadmills this is what's kind of like, seems like to us anyway that it's th- dying off you know mm-hmm. and i think it's easy for people to relate to the functional fitness because once you really start to to see your body transform and you start to see how it correlates to everything you know you don't have to go run five miles to get good cardio you can do body weight and minimal weight stuff and you know if you have the means to buy your own weights and things like that like that investment like we were talking before um, if you think about how much money people pay for gym memberships like that investment is a no-brainer to people right now because they're going to spend the money now and reap the benefits of it for years to come. And as long as you take care of it, I mean, you, you're the only one using that equipment. You don't have to worry about cleaning it the same. You don't worry about, you know, other people coming into your garage and, <laughs> and using your stuff, you know? And so it's, you're starting to see that shift from like the, I always say the globo gym mentality um, where there's a million, you know, uh, you know, different bench presses and things like that. And you don't need all that stuff. You can get an amazing workout with plywood. I've seen people put two by fours in buckets and they made squat racks, squat racks out of it. So it's crazy. Like people are just getting more and more creative. Yeah. You know, the Navy, um, is on the cutting edge of that anyways, because we are moving more into longevity with our bodies. You know, like you said, you don't have to run five miles to get a good workout. So gone are the days of beating your body down in the gym and then limping out and saying, oh, I've got a good workout. (laughs) That's not actually doing anything for your body, you know, putting that extra stress on your joints and just beating your body into submission isn't the way to go. No. And those of you who have gone through recruiting have had the opportunity to meet Vic at the schoolhouse. Mm -hmm. And he is, first of all, an amazing person. Like it's amazing to see how strong he is and flexible he is. And like at his age, he's definitely gotten up there. He's had an amazing career as a, as a Navy SEAL. And now as a civilian, like, his biggest thing that he promotes to all of us when we go through school is longevity and mobility and just being able to get old and still move. (laughs) Yeah. He said even the seals are changing the way that they're working out now and moving more into that longevity. Not, it doesn't have to be low impact, but it's, it's not um, the old idea of I've got to run 10 miles and then go lift all these heavy weights is just, not the way that fitness is going not that's not the way it's trending anymore yeah and you know our our navy prt has changed um 
you know, those of you who aren't aware, the, the sit-ups are gone and we're doing planks now um, because it's just better and it's a better test of your your actual fitness capability than sit-ups were. Um, and then adding in the rower is another option. It's a low-impact option. It's not easier for those of you who think you're just going to hop on the rower. I promise you it will kick your butt. Um, oh, yeah. You look at the Army, uh, their new combat fitness test has completely redone how they did fitness for them. I mean, you do a max deadlift, you do a uh, push-pull, um, medicine ball toss. The hanging thing where you bring your knees up. Yep. And then, you know, you still finish with that long, longer run. Obviously, you know, the Army and the Marines tend to have a little more physically demanding jobs and work, but... Um, they all the branches have revisited the way that they look at the fitness test and needing to actually test us based on the different planes that we work on you know the different areas that we do our actual job to see whether or not you're physically fit not just you know can you run forever and do this it just didn't doesn't make sense anymore yeah and you know one of the things with this new prt we, we have started focusing more on our core strength and I didn't realize in the beginning how weak I am core wise. Um, but that is where I see a lot of things happening. Um, my runs, uh, everything stems off the core, duh, core, right? <laughs> but, but my runs are doing better. My pushups are doing better just by strengthening my core. And I think that that was a great addition to our PRT. I, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, not, I wasn't a fan at the beginning because obviously I was weak there, but as we started working on it and strengthening it, um, I've noticed a difference in some of the other exercises that we do. Yeah. I, I was a big fan of the plank. I, I know a lot of people kind of pushed back on it because it's change and heaven forbid the Navy like change. You know what I mean? Sailors, we're not creatures of change sometimes. I hate change. <laughs> But yeah. I was a big fan of it. And I was a big fan of the rower. Like I still, I still run, but I love the rowing machine. It's lower impact. You know, I've been lucky that I haven't had knee injuries or things like that. And I plan to try to keep my knees good. You know, you only get two of them. So right. you have to take care of your body um, and recovery. I think we've gotten smarter about recovery too. Yes. I, I, you know, that's one of the things that I struggle with a lot because I'm still battling in my head with that old timey mentality of beating your body down and getting good, you know, that that's your good workout. And so I will find myself not, re not taking days off to recover or not recovering like active recovery, um, like taking a walk or anything like that. I'll either go full 100% and then nothing, which is not always great, but um, I'm still learning. And sleep. Like I struggle with this one because I'm a night person and I already get off at, you know, six o'clock. And by the time I get home and right. make dinner at 730 and it's like, well, now I just want to relax for a while. But we forget how important sleep is to our mental health. We forget how important it is to healing our body. So when you're when you are working out a lot, if you're not getting that sleep. Your body doesn't have a chance to recharge itself and really repair what it needs to. Um, hmm. So. It's interesting, you know, we've made some big strides in the Navy. Um, and I think that what's cool about our show is like we try to offer a little of everything and yes. scale it. You know, it's important to realize like 
we're not all at the same fitness level. And so we want to give you guys skilled options and things like that um, so that you feel comfortable still jumping on and working out with us. That's what it's all about. Um, one thing I wanted to, to talk about is, you know, we kind of wrap it up here, um, is what do you think, you know, this COVID, what, how do you feel COVID is going to be a big opportunity for the fitness industry? I, well, we've already seen an increase in, um, trainers taking to the, you know, virtual side of things, but I think that, um, like I mentioned before, I think we're going to see an increase in those in those things that you mentioned, the, the hit, Tabata, functional fitness, um, yoga. Uh, I think that without knowing it, without trying, I think the nation, the world will move into that longevity focus because that's what they're going to use to get through this. And then I think that I personally think that the gyms will have to either adapt or or they'll just miss out and lose customers. Yeah, I I see a lot of companies. Um, I know I see a lot of people all the time using Peloton bikes and things like that. And you're starting to see some of these companies capitalize on this stuff um, and understand that, hey, we need to make a product that like, people can afford or make it affordable in some fashion, um, but put in their house and have constant, you know, workouts. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> subscription-based stuff through an app on your phone, you know, yeah, you're still paying, but like you're probably paying substantially less than a gym membership and you're getting content fed from someone else. So you, the guest works out of it. Um, a lot of them offer you nutritional advice to you on the, at the same time. So they might do customized meal plans or whatever the case may be. And so we all have phones on us 24 seven. Um, and you know, if we're going to be home, like it's just another tool I think people are capitalizing on, but you're right. Like if gyms don't change up their mentality, like a lot of them probably will, you know, go by the wayside. It's sad to say you hate to see that, but um, you know, times change and people change and what they want and demand from, you know, their fitness facility or whatever is going to a change and they'll find what works for them. Yeah, I think so. I think just one of the key takeaways that we can all um, take from this is to, um, you know, going back to mental health as we were talking about it before is to uh, not use, I, I say it all the time, I'm so blunt in the way that I say it, but you cannot continue to use COVID as an excuse for your health, your physical health, and um, for your mental health, you have to just go out and get outside and start working on that. Attack it. You know, you can't just huddle in your your hole. And I know there's different forms of mental health, so I'm not speaking on that. But I'm just saying that um, if you say, well, they won't let me out or I can't do this, but you can. You just have to find different ways of doing it. Does that make yeah. sense? I'm not oh, sure. Yeah. I'm not trying to downplay mental health in any way like that, but I, I just think that some people are using COVID as an excuse for physical fitness, um, for not getting out and getting outside. No, I, I agree. Um, I, I've been in that seat myself. So before we started our show, like that was me as well, where I was just like, well, I'm stuck at home. I'm just going to be miserable. It's a choice every single day. 
Um, mm-hmm. But we have to also utilize our, our networks that we have, you know, utilize the people that are in our lives to hold us accountable. And you push them, they push you, you know, if we all, you, you see this all the time now is we're in this together. Well, we have to really be in this together. And, you know, it takes a conscious decision to get up and, you know, at 5.30 or 7.30 or whatever the time is and, you know, knock an hour out of your day to make yourself feel a little better and then go on with the rest of your day the way it, it was. And it's not just fitness, you know, um, college is still offering online. So go work on your education, um, reading or trying to better yourself in any way, I think is super key right now. Now is the time to, to reinvent yourself while you have that opportunity. And that's kind of how I try and look at it. You know, I was talking to one of my applicants today for the Navy and I was telling him, um, as we were discussing his goals for life and everything, I was like, you know, there will be so many obstacles that will keep you from your goal. I mean, many, many, many different things that will keep you from your goal or attempt to, but you do not need to stand in your way in addition to all of that. Um, And so you have to get out of your way and you have to overcome these obstacles. You know, there's just so many that are there. So don't let yourself be one of them. Yep. I agree. Well, I mean, I know this is kind of our first show. We're just feeling it out as we go, but um, I kind of feel like we're at a, a good spot for yeah. for episode one, our pilot episode. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Awesome. Well, you know, we appreciate you guys listening in on us, you know, as we, we go down this new venture. Um, if you have ideas or things that, you know, you want us to talk about or you want to come on with us, by all means, let us know. Um, we'll try to keep it fresh and, and we really want to give you guys a different outlet to maybe hear from us more often than just seeing us live working out. So I think this will be fun. Definitely. I'm excited. Cool. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap up pilot episode number one <laughs> for, uh, the CFL fit cast and, um, I'm B bird. I'm B bougie. And we will talk to you guys next time. Have a good night.